Hello, hello, and welcome. This is just the second day of our time together for emptiness decluttering for this month. So day one, if you are totally new to messiness magic and emptiness decluttering, day one, you got a handout and you got an audio like this one. So from today forward, I'm going to be starting in almost with almost the same exact words every time. And those words are, in the past 24 hours, have you taken sufficient care of yourself? Have you attended to your basic self-care needs? If yes, great. If no, please turn off this audio. And do whatever you need. Come back when ready. The audio will still be here. Thank you for that. And that is how we start every day. And it's important that you know that because this whole program has a few big messages, and this is the biggest one of them all that it all starts with self care. Living a good quality life starts with taking care of yourself. It is not selfish to do that. It is your responsibility as a human being. <laughs> it's like when you're in the airplane, you put your own oxygen mask on first. We each want to be healthy, resilient, functioning to the best of our abilities. And when I say healthy, I mean within what is normal and attainable for you. I know that people have health issues. So please don't misunderstand me. I mean this in your own context as you define it. Being, you know, vigilant to do the things that keep you on track. That is self-care. That is basic self-care. So thank you for letting me say that, and you will hear me ask this question every time. Now, how did you do on day one? You had actually a lot of things come at you, and today there will be a lot more. Very soon, we will get into repeating some of the core things. So I want to put your mind at ease. Every day is a little different at the start, and there is new information, and it may seem like a, a lot, but it isn't, and you'll hear it again and again. So please stick with it. Um, I think by week two, you'll probably find the pace is quite a bit different and maybe more within your control. Just these first few days, I have a lot of things I'd like to share with you. So the first thing is to just go back and look at what day one was like. So how was day one for you? You had a lot of things thrown at you by me. So in today's handout, the day two handout, it begins with a review of day one. And there's a checklist of all the things you might have done. I want to highlight that it's pretty important that you have created decluttering appointments with yourself and that you've put them in the calendar that rules your life. 
Because if you didn't, what are you doing here? Do you want to declutter or do you not? Yes, I can be really school teacherish sometimes. <laughs> but seriously, you know, do you have appointments? Do you intend to keep them? If not, I think you should still stay with us because uh, maybe you will find something in this program that will help you be more committed. But I'm not blaming you if you feel uncommitted. I am giving you a stern, like, what are you doing here kind of talk because I want you to, to think about it. So those appointments are important. I hope you have made them. I hope you have written them down in the, the calendar that counts. And then I gave you a suggestion that you also copy them into your Empty Nest Decluttering Journal. Another thing I went on about was the idea of garbage and garbage flowing rather than stagnating. And garbage is stuff that belongs in the dump. Sad to say, there comes a time when goods have no more useful function. And a lot of us at this age are living with the consequences of our and other people's purchasing decisions that might go back decades. And perhaps we are holding on to some things that are really garbage that we know in our hearts are garbage. So if something is truly garbage, then please dispose of it. Think of garbage as something that is no longer welcome in your home. And when you see it, escort it to the refuse pickup point <laughs> at least once a day. So that's the garbage discussion. I also talked about self-care. And as we just opened today with the self-care question, so I hope that in your journal, you have written a page of your basic self-care needs. And those are the things that if you stopped doing them, the people who know you best would wonder if something was wrong. It's not things you aspire to, not self-improvement, not adding more responsibility. Basic self-care is basic. It's the things that you really need to do to be functioning at your, what would we call, you know, effective baseline level. So brushing your teeth, cutting your nails, like grooming things are important. Social things are important, interacting with people, eating, drinking, water, whatever your fluid of choice is, moving. So Basic self-care is not a long and complex list, but it's a signal to you that you are, you know, being a good steward of your own well-being.
One of the key building blocks in messiness magic is the idea of creating a sanctuary space. And the word sanctuary is chosen deliberately because it means a refuge, a a place uh, where you are welcome, where you are protected. But in this context of decluttering, your sanctuary is a very small space. It's not necessarily somewhere you go to fit yourself into. It's a place you create to give yourself more peace of mind and a little more material comfort by removing things that don't belong in that space. So my first sanctuary space was the top of my bedroom dresser, which over the years had become nothing more than a dump for papers, boxes, uh, I don't know how else to describe it, but clutter. I had a box of art supplies that didn't belong there. I had some files that I'd brought from my father. I had uh, a lot of credit card slips, like stuff that did not belong in the bedroom at all, and not on that nice dresser top, which is under the window. It's something I look at frequently. So I thought that would be the space that I most wanted to improve, a tiny space that I could control that was clearly in need of attention, and I knew I would appreciate it if I got that clear. But what was I supposed to do with all that stuff? So I decided I would do just a tiny amount each day, and while doing it, I would observe the thoughts and feelings that came up as I went through the objects there. So this is what I invite you to do, and this is something we will talk about every day. So after I ask you about self-care, normally we will start talking about sanctuary work, and I will just ask you how to go. So what is sanctuary work? It's kind of structured, and that's structures in your, your handout. But first you pick a place and expect to work on this place for, well, until it's ready, let's say. My first sanctuary space took at least a month, maybe more. Today would be a good day to take a photograph of the place you've chosen before you start working on it. And then you can really appreciate the change you bring about. I took a few photographs while the work was in progress. So you select the space that will mean something to you when you have changed it. And for some people, this might be a kind of uh, anonymous box in the basement, one of a hundred boxes in a pile. How can that possibly become a thing of beauty and a welcoming space? Well, I believe it can with imagination and vision, as you experience that pile of boxes shrinking little by little, you will have a nice experience within yourself. You will feel good about it. And it is a creative and renewing feeling. So 
don't think you have to pick some fancy place. <laughs> you can pick whatever will please you to work on. So once you've got your space, you pick your number and you will stick with this same space and this same number probably for the whole month we are doing this. So I suggest you pick a number between one and six, a low number. Um, if after a week you want to change the number, totally fine to do that. But at the beginning, pick a low number between one and six. And before you start, I'd like you to go to the sanctuary and take your journal and take some time to think about what's it going to feel like to declutter this? What am I afraid of? Why haven't I done it before? Who or what is stopping me? Scan your body from head to toe, just like you were slowly passing a scanner <laughs> through yourself. And notice, does any part of my body feel different when I put myself here in this sanctuary and ask myself these questions? Does anything feel different? Does anything feel tense? Does anything feel loose, the opposite of tense? Does anything feel hot or cold? Just notice, there's no judgment here, it's just an observation. I am in my sanctuary space, I'm staring at the clutter, I'm feeling a certain way, and I'm thinking certain things. I think if you record those in your journal, you may be surprised a month from now at the thoughts you're having today compared to the thoughts you have after you've done some work. So I've given you prompts in the handout, but honestly, please just journal the things that come to you about the state of that space as it now is. And then the things that come to mind when you consider that space the way you would like it to be. How will that feel? What will that be like? Reflect as long as you like. Turn the audio off and come back when you're ready. <coughs> Excuse me. Because the next thing is using your journal in the sanctuary work. So open your journal to a place where there's two clean pages. And we're just going to use the left-hand page first. So in the handout I've shown you what I mean by setting up the four columns and the, the four columns are entitled what, where, why, and then the last one has no title yet. So as you, excuse me, as you begin this work, what you're going to do is first, if there's any obvious garbage, pick it up and put it in a garbage bag and get rid of it. And then come back for the sanctuary number part. <laughs> Think of your number between one and six that you will be doing every day. 
that is the number of things you're going to remove from the sanctuary every day or every time you do decluttering if it's uh, whatever you've agreed with yourself. Pick up the first item. It can be any item. Not garbage because garbage doesn't count. But pick up the first item. Look at it. Think about it. If it raises thoughts and feelings in you, just journal about those on the right-hand side of that two-page spread. Are there things you don't want to pick up? And why? Are you afraid I'm going to say you must get rid of it? Because I'm not. I will never tell you you must get rid of something, unless it's garbage. And you get to decide what garbage is, so you're really not at risk there. I'm not going to tell you to get rid of something. But I am going to ask you to reflect about the object that you're holding in your hand. In your journal, in that four-column place, in the first column, just write down the name of the thing, just in a word or two. In the second column, which is the where column, I want you to write down where you are putting this thing. It's You're taking it out of the sanctuary, so where are you putting it? This means you have to find a home for it. Now, if it has a proper home and you can put it away there, that's great. Do that. <laughs> but if it doesn't have a proper home, then find a temporary place for it and write down where you put it. Because later, when we find more things like this, we're going to put those in exactly the same place. We're going to do like with like quite a bit this time. So if you just found a box of band-aids, you really should put them where the band-aids belong. But if you've just found, mm, let's say, a box of band-aids and your medicine cabinet is completely full and there isn't one more inch of room in your bathroom where you would normally keep the band-aids, then you can start a new band-aid collection and just write down that where where that is. So what and why, or where, sorry, what and where. But the third column is why. Ask yourself, why am I keeping this? Why am I keeping this? You've already thought about what it is. You've already explored where it belongs. So you kind of know a bit about this thing already. Why am I keeping this? I have noticed that there are four common reasons why people keep things, but you are welcome to use any reason that is true for you. I just want to tell you what the four common reasons are because it might save you some time <laughs> to know them. And whatever your reason is, try and boil it down to one word. So here are four common ones. Beauty. I'm keeping the thing because it's beautiful. Useful. I'm keeping the thing because it's useful. Sentimental. I'm keeping it because it has a sentimental meaning. And if that is your reason, 
particularly if that is your reason, you may find you want to journal more about what that sentimental reason is. And go ahead and do that anytime you want. Journal about anything, anytime. Uh, not in the in the list here, but on the opposite page or any blank page in your book. And the fourth reason is money. And money means different things to different people, but something to do with money is often a reason for keeping things. So for this first object, you have written down what it is, where it has gone, and you have put it there, and why you're keeping it. You may also have journaled on the right-hand page or any other blank page some of the thoughts and feelings that are coming up for you. So do this again for the second object and the third object. Whatever your magic number is between one and six, do it that many times. As you're going along, if this becomes difficult, Notice that. Like, really notice that. Is this becoming difficult? What is happening? How do I feel in my body? What thoughts and feelings are coming over me? I do not want you to go deep into your feelings if it's going to make you sad. This is not therapy. This is decluttering. This is decluttering and being gentle with yourself. So, one thing you can do when you start to feel bad is say, okay, I'm feeling bad. What is the nature of the bad? And you can greet that bad. You can say, hello, bad. I see you there. I notice I'm feeling sad. I notice I'm feeling angry. I notice I'm feeling whatever. And the same goes for happy thoughts. Oh, I didn't know we still had this. I notice I'm feeling joy. You don't really have to ask deep questions about your feelings or the things that prompt them. Just observe them. The observing of them is liberating. Observing and naming feelings is a practice that can help you if you've got a pattern of avoidance, for example. But this is not to be confused with making yourself feel great pain. That is not what we're doing here. If you are dealing with grief or loss or trauma, Please don't make it worse. So if that is your situation, how can you carry on decluttering in a way that is supportive for you and doesn't require you to do things that make you feel bad? You can come up with a plan. <laughs> you can pick a different box. You can close this box. You can pick another room. You can have a bath. You know, you you can you can totally change the channel. So I want us all to be in kind of that band of emotional mm, awareness 
and feeling, you know, willing to be challenged, but also very protective of ourselves. So part of this practice is to develop awareness of how do I get there? What does it feel like? This is very, you know, kind of deep stuff. And most days together, we will not be talking quite this way. But since this is all new, and you may have just opened a box of things that you didn't expect, I want you to know you're supported and that nothing I'm asking of you is ever meant to make you feel uncomfortable or to ask you to do anything you don't want to do. You always, always have the choice. So I hope that's really clear. And I hope you will find the process is liberating, creative, and enlightening. And if you are not finding that, then please journal about it and ask yourself, how can I make it liberating and enlightening? Observe, observe, observe. Thank you. That is a really deep explanation of sanctuary work. And most times it won't be that deep. Most times I'll just say, did you do your sanctuary work? How was it going? Uh, keep going. You know, those are the kind of messages you will normally hear from me. And a little later this month, we will start looking at uh, what those reasons why tell us how we can challenge them, how we can make them tools that we use. So it's important at this point, as tedious as it may seem, it is important to record those details in that chart for every single item. That's why we're only working with a small number of items each day in the sanctuary. And really, you know, writing down, what is it? Where does it belong? And put it there. Why am I keeping it? And try to make that why a one-word answer. If you have extra thoughts or feelings that you'd like to express, use any part of your journal, just not the chart. <laughs> the chart is meant to be quite concise so that you can see at a glance what you've done. Now that we've been to the sanctuary and you are either coming back from there or you're about to go there, we've been there metaphorically, but you're going to go there literally, I encourage you to observe and be kind to yourself. And remember, tomorrow, when we come back together, I will start by asking you, the 24-hour self-care question, so you can prepare for that and be caught up on your self-care before you listen to the tape. And I'll also ask you how things went in the sanctuary. But for now, I think you've heard enough of me, and I hope you're really keen to get on and do stuff. So good luck, and thank you very much. I will see you tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you.